It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the friendly confines of Peak North, welcome to another episode of the Locked On Thunder podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Derek G. Thanking you for making us a part of your day. Coming up on this episode of Locked On Thunder, we've got a lot to talk about. I'll tell you when and where you can watch Danilo Gallinari and Dennis Schroeder play in the FIBA Basketball World Cup, and I'll tell you why I'm even more upset than usual about both of these guys playing in the World Cup, even though they're representing their country. And hey, since players are going to do that anyway, I'll tell you why Greg Popovich also makes me a very proud American. We'll talk about the greatest feud in NBA history. That, of course, would be Shaq and Kobe. And I'll tell you why Kobe's right when he said Shaq was lazy, and if Shaq had actually gotten in shape, they would have won 12 finals. And I'll tell you why one of Kobe's ex-teammates is right when he said the reason that the Lakers lost the 4 NBA Finals is because Kobe wanted to be the MVP. Then we'll finish up with some news and notes. I'll give you my opinion on what I think the NBA should do about the DeMarcus Cousins situation. If you're looking for a mansion, I know where there's one you can buy, and it does have something to do with the Oklahoma City Thunder. And uh, if we have time... Today, we'll even talk about what's going on with the New Orleans Pelicans. If not, we can get to that tomorrow because that certainly does affect the Western Conference. My name is Eric G. I work for 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Excuse me, that's 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa. I'm Pat Jones, co-host. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. And this podcast being brought to you by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friends trip. Book your own with Hotels.com. That's Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. Well, if you are wondering when to watch the FIBA Basketball World Cup or wondering when you can watch the FIBA Basketball World Cup, now, granted, if if you do not live in the United States or do not live in the Central Time Zones, then you're going to have to check, or the Central Time Zone, you're going to have to check your local listings. And obviously, you know, for Eastern, add one hour. For Mountain, subtract one. And for Pacific, track two. But if you're in Australia or you're happening to be in China or some of the other parts of the world that have picked up and listened to the Locked on Thunder podcast, I hate to say it, you're on your own. And it all starts on Saturday when the Philippines take on Italy. That, of course, would be Danilo Gallinari's team. That tips off at 6.30 a.m. The great thing is you can watch all these games on ESPN+. Plus. If you want to get up early enough, an hour later um, on September 1st, it's France taking on Germany with Dennis Schroeder. Then Monday, you got Italy versus Angola. Tuesday, Germany and the Dominican Republic. Uh, Those games would be at 2.30 a.m. and 3.30 a.m. respectively, uh, followed by Wednesday, September 4th, Italy and Siberia at 6.30 a.m. And then on the 5th, it's Germany and Jordan at 3.30 a.m. Now, to be completely honest with you, 
I am not going to get up and watch any of these games. And I know that, that you, I probably shouldn't have read that list, but I will say if you missed any of it, just go to Thunder Maven. Just Google Thunder Maven, and you'll be able to find the entire list there. I have it, but here's what I will say about this, all right? I make it absolutely no secret that I hate players, NBA players who are making millions of dollars taking part in these competitions where they could get themselves hurt and then not serve the greater good of the Oklahoma City Thunder or whatever NBA team they happen to be signed to. I've, I've made absolutely no secret of that. And if, if you're not, if for some reason you're listening to this and, and you're out of the country, I'll explain this one more time. Americans do not care about the Olympics. The ratings may look good, but the bottom line is is that the Olympics is nothing more than a pop culture event in this in this country. I would say the same thing for the Women's World Cup. I would say the same thing for the Men's World Cup when it comes to soccer. And this, as much as we are passionate about basketball and we look at it as the sport we invented and it's our birthright to, to be better than every country in the world at basketball, you're also playing this during football season. So that care factor drops an awful lot. I'm not going to watch these games. I don't care. But more importantly, this reason, this this upsets me more than anything going on here. I don't like the fact that Dennis Schroeder and Danilo Gallinari are playing because both of these guys could be trade bait for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Both of them could bring either more draft picks, much needed draft picks that Oklahoma City and Sam Presti could use for the continued rebuilding, or they could bring younger players that better fit whatever Sam Presti's vision is with the Oklahoma City Thunder, if he's figured that out yet. And and maybe you trading these guys can help him figure out what that vision is. And if for some reason Danilo Gallinari and Dennis Schroeder get hurt, then all that is shelved. And you could consider you, you could conceivably lose both of these players for the entire season. So not only can they not help you on the court, they can't help you off the court, and it's just too dangerous. And I really wish the Players Association and the owners could get together and come to an agreement on this, and that agreement would would be that it needs to stop. And if we're going to have these competitions, then I say either let AAU kids do it, let G-leaguers do it, let college kids do it but let's keep the professionals off the court and if other countries want to use their professionals that's great but I think once you sign an NBA contract you should not only not play for America but you shouldn't be allowed to play for any country if you are not playing for that NBA team representing not only the team but the association then it's just too big of a risk for me and this year I am I am more incensed there was part of me when I first saw it, it's like, okay, so Gallinari and Schroeder are playing, you know, whatever. Gallinari's not going to be here very long. Schroeder may be a guy that's on his way out the door. Then once I start realizing, hey, man, these are these are trade pieces. Yeah, the last thing I want is, is them to get hurt and, and unfortunately wreck what could be some big-time plans for the Oklahoma City Thunder. In risk or at risk of being a hypocrite now, I will tell you, that Greg Popovich makes me absolutely proud to be an American. And if there's anybody that should coach the Team USA or coach Team USA every year or be the head coach, just the, the head coach permanently of USA basketball, it should without a doubt be Greg Popovich. Because what Greg Pop- Popovich represents 
is the absolute best of our country. Now, you may not agree with him politically. I don't always agree with him politically. But what I can undoubtedly respect about Greg Popovich is that he's never afraid to speak his mind. And if we truly believe here in America that freedom of speech is our greatest asset as far as one of our rights in this country, and we truly believe that we should be allowed to speak out against the government or disagree with the president, nobody does a better job of that than Greg Popovich. And I've already gone over his resume. The dude graduated from the Air Force Academy. He served as an officer. He even trained to be a CIA agent. Okay, so you can't even remotely say, even if you disagree with him, you cannot be truthful and say that Greg Popovich doesn't love America. No, he loves America. And when I hear that Greg Popovich says that this is a calling, I really believe it from him. I think a lot of guys would take this job and it would be an honor to represent their country, so to speak. But for most guys, most guys taking this job. Now, look, I you want to argue Mike Krzyzewski, I'll give you Mike Krzyzewski. That's another guy that was an officer in the military, played at uh, played at West Point, you know, played under Bobby Knight at West Point. So I'll give you that. But I think a lot of guys, you know, having the opportunity to coach this team while they're proud of representing their country in a way, it's sort of like coaching an all-star team. And it's an opportunity to get coach players that maybe you don't have the opportunity to or, and think about this for a second. I mean, if there is one reason that owners and maybe GMs don't want to stop this is that if your coach goes out and coaches Team USA and does a good job and makes connection with a player that's not on your team, and eventually that guy signs with you because he liked playing for that guy, then that's not tampering. I mean, it's, I mean, it's it's not not that the NBA is really ever going to do anything about tampering, but it's not tampering, and it's a good way to recruit guys. So think about all that, suck it all in, wrap your mind around it as you're listening to this podcast. My name is Eric G. This is the Locked On Thunder podcast. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the greatest feud in NBA history in Kobe and Shaq, and I'll tell you why Kobe Bryant is not to blame for this feud. And I'll tell you exactly who is, and that's coming up next here on the Locked On Thunder podcast. This podcast being brought to you by Grip6 Belts. Grip6 is great. If you don't know about Grip6, check it out at gripthenumber6.com slash lock, L-O-C-K-E. That's gripthenumber6.com slash L-O-C-K-E. Grip6 belts are great because they have no holes, there's no flap, and the belt buckles will fit right up against your waist. And they're stylish belt buckles too. That's gripthenumber6.com lock slash L-O-C-K-E and get a discount on your first purchase. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
You're listening to the Locked On Thunder Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, your team every day, except during the offseason where we try and go three days a week. So maybe you're listening to this on Thursday night, or maybe it's Friday on your drive into work or your drive home. Thank you very much. We'll do another episode on Saturday and get it cranked out to you. And even though it's college football season in my state, and I talk just a ton, a ton of college football for 97.1 The Sports Animal, I am here for you, NBA fan. I am here for you, Thunder fan, as the editor-in-chief of Thunder Maven. Uh, It was pointed out to me this week by um, people that I know and trust that I love talking about the NBA, and I love talking about Oklahoma City Thunder, and I might actually enjoy it more than college football, which 10 years ago, if you would have told me that, I would say you're absolutely crazy. Um, But certainly, I fell in love with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and, and, and through that, fallen in love with the NBA, which which gets us to talking about Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. And just to get you caught up, th- this drama will never die, okay? This drama, when, when you talk about great feuds in this world, um, for somewhat of my ilk, it's Oasis versus Blur. It never goes on the shelf. It always resurfaces, even though the bands are or broken up, they're not touring anymore. There's always going to be some interview where people go back to the 90s, they want to relive the past, and Liam Gallagher's going to say something about the dudes in Blur, and it's just going to blow up again. It's just inevitably going to happen. It's a combustible relationship. It's Jagger Richards. All right, I'm using a lot of rock references because that is my point of reference musically. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to think of good rap references. I mean, and I, yeah, there's, no, I'm not even going down that road. Well, I'm, I'm, okay. Death Row versus Bad Boy. That's about the best I can do it in hip hop, but it's always going to be there. It's right there at the surface. And that's one of the reasons why that relationship worked is because both of those guys were ultra competitive. And eventually, yes, it was going to break apart, but because they were ultra-competitive, they were both able to push each other to a point where they couldn't help but win, and in a sense, couldn't help but make each other better. Because if there was any chance that the talk centered around Kobe being better than Shaq, Shaq wanted to be better, and vice versa. When Kobe made his comments a few weeks ago that the Lakers would have had 12 championships if Shaq would have kept himself in shape, he's not wrong. But he's not wrong because I think had Shaq kept himself in shape, maybe it's not 12, but maybe you've got a grand total of five, which Kobe Bryant has now. And when one of Kobe's former teammates tells Jeff Perlman the whole reason they lost the 04 NBA Finals is because... Kobe wanted to be the MVP, and Shaq had been the MVP the three prior times that they had won, then I I totally get it because of where these guys were coming from competitively. And and part of me thinks that Shaq was a guy that no matter how dominant he was, it was just a matter that no one could guard him. And had Shaq worked harder, I think we would have called him the best center to have ever played in the NBA. And being the most dominant and the best... Two completely different things. But when it comes to Kobe popping off with that spirit and when he gets critical of Shaq and if he wants to be the MVP of the finals, there's only one person to blame. And it's Michael Jordan. 
and really it's not even Michael Jordan, it's all of Michael Jordan's cronies who still speak for him on a daily basis, who have made it impossible for anybody to come along, even if they're truly better than Michael Jordan, to actually be better than Michael Jordan. And here's where Michael Jordan deserves some of the blame as well. Michael Jordan never, under any circumstances, plays it down that he was the best to ever play the game. Now, part of that is to be admired because when you are that good, you should be allowed to say it. You should say it. If, if you're a guy that reached the level that Michael Jordan did, yeah, you should be able to say you're the best and, and hold an argument with it. But while we allow Jordan to, to act that way, we want Kobe and LeBron to speak with humility. We want them to speak with reverence about Michael Jordan. And if Kobe Bryant honestly feels like he is better than Michael Jordan, then he should be able to say it. And that's essentially what he was telling us is, I am better than Michael Jordan, but you won't accept me being better than Michael Jordan because the only numbers, and, and here's the thing with Jordan, it's not the MVPs, it's not the finals MVPs, it's not the scoring titles, it's none of that. The only number that matters with Jordan, the only one that anybody ever likes to evoke is 6-0. 6-0 in the finals. Let's forget the fact that Kobe's actually been to more finals than Michael Jordan has. And he's only got one less. One, le one less ring than Michael Jordan. But that's not good enough. You know, Magic, he wasn't undefeated in the finals, so he couldn't be the greatest. Bill Russell. It's almost like Bill Russell's 11 finals don't exist anymore because of that 6-0. Jordan has so many cronies that still speak for him today that it has affected NBA players to a point where it's essentially everybody's crying out for the next Jordan, but nobody can actually be the next Jordan. And that screws with these guys' mind. It totally screws with them because they can never be thought of as the absolute best and every single one of them want to be the best and you won't even use the word arguably to describe them. So when Kobe Bryant pops off, essentially what Kobe Bryant is telling us, and it may not even be that he's better than Jordan, what he's telling us is, you wanted me to be Jordan, you wanted me to be, to be the next Jordan, and even if I could find flaws in his game and give you arguments as to why I was better than him in certain aspects of basketball, if you're a Jordan crony, you would never accept it. And for as great as Jordan was for the NBA with the marketing and the shoes and everything else, there's a lot of negative. That, that, that's come along with Michael Jordan. And, and I'll never get over the fact that Michael Jordan's transgressions get swept under the rug. It's almost laughable that, that Jordan had an issue gambling. It's laughable that this was a guy that was a noted cheater on his wife. Jordan fans, Jordan cronies just sweep that under the rug. Where Kobe fans, you get into that discussion about what happened in Colorado, it becomes a big gray area. It becomes a major gray area. For, for them. They, 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 they don't know how to react. They don't know what to say about it, but I don't hear a lot of Kobe fans defending him on what happened that night because ultimately we don't know, but there's also that, that thought in the back of their mind, well, if it is the way that, that it said it went down, then I don't want to defend a guy who may have committed sexual assault. But when it comes to Jordan, Duke could get away with anything and still does and still unfortunately wrecks havoc on a lot of NBA superstars' mind. I mean, his stamp is on the game, and it is forever. And I, 
It'll be interesting to see if the younger generation compares everyone to LeBron. I don't get the feeling they will, and anytime they bring it up, you're always going to have that one guy that screams Michael Jordan. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, some news and notes about the NBA. I'll tell you what I think the association needs to do about DeMarcus Cousins and his domestic violence charge next here on the Locked on Thunder podcast. Don't forget this podcast being brought to you by Untuck It. Looks stylish. Whether you're at the meeting, whether you're on a date, go to untuckit.com. Use the promo code NBA and get a discount on your first, first purchase. These shirts are actually made to fit. They're not like the bulky button-ups that you wear, and then they just sag off of you. No, these fit your body style. It's untuckit.com, promo code NBA. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You're listening to the Locked On Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you haven't heard, and and I'm sure by now you have heard, that DeMarcus Cousins is being charged with a domestic violence misdemeanor in the state of Alabama because there was an an argument between him and his ex-girlfriend about um, DeMarcus Cousins' son coming to attend his wedding. And allegedly there's a recording saying, quote, I'm going to make sure I put a bullet in your effing head. Okay. Um, It's a misdemeanor, but it's a threat. And it's a threat that the NBA should take seriously, and it's a threat that the Lakers should take seriously. One, here's, here's the deal with suspending DeMarcus Cousins. In a sense, it's pointless because the dude's going to miss the entire year anyway with, with, with his latest injury. And for NBA players, more than taking away their money, when you take away their playing time, that's what hurts them the most. So you could suspend him for the entire year, 80 games, whatever, And it doesn't matter. I guess the only thing that matters from the suspension standpoint is that if you suspend him for a certain amount of time, then the Lakers don't have to pay him that full $3.5 million they owe him since they signed him. So what I would do, (laughs) if, if I was Adam Silver in this case, this is the only way to really handle it, is I would suspend DeMarcus Cousins indefinitely. Okay, I would just put an indefinite suspension. So, yeah, so no. You can rehab, but you can't rehab around the Lakers. You're going to lose your $3.5 million because I'm not taking you off suspension this year. It's indefinite. Okay, I'd find some way to make sure that he did not get his money. I know he signed that contract, 
But the NBA, if you're going to take a team away from Donald Sterling for what he said, then you should be able to take DeMarcus Cousins' salary away from him. And even when that injury is good, even if he can play and he is healthy a year from now, a few months from now, whatever, I'm not taking him off suspension at least until I am halfway through the next season. And even then, I'm not sure I'm going to take him. And I will tell you now, when it comes to teams signing him, I'm not signing this guy. And I love Boogie Cousins. I am a guy that is would have loved to have seen him in, in, in Thunder Blue. But I can't put my endorsement, I can't put my stamp on a dude that commits that commits domestic violence or at least gets charged with a misdemeanor. And I, and I think it's, it's important we say charged. But if that recording is right, then DeMarcus Cousins is a sense, in a sense, he is he has forfeited his right to play in the NBA. And it's an indefinite suspension for me. Indefinite. Which means that he is suspended. I'm essentially kicking you out of the league without really kicking you out of the league. You're just suspended. And the whole idea of Carmelo Anthony being blackballed, you think he's blackballed? Wait till this DeMarcus Cousin thing comes up. And I'll be interested to see if somebody does jump to sign DeMarcus Cousins next year when he is a free agent. But yet the Nets may not sign Carmelo Anthony, which Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are pushing for him. And I'm glad they are because I love Carmelo Anthony. Love that dude. But I don't know what version of Carmelo Anthony you're going to get. And it seems like the Nets have enough, forward, enough forwards where I, I, don't know that, I don't know that Carmelo Anthony can give you much anymore. If he comes off the bench, maybe he's good for a few points a night. But... It just seems pointless. And finally, we'll wrap things up, I think, on a high note. Because if you're into this kind of thing, and uh, maybe you are, and, and look, maybe maybe you're richer than me, but if, if you're looking for a nice place to buy, like you want to relocate to the city of Houston, then Chris Paul has put his mansion up for sale. Uh, photos can be seen at probasketballtalk.com. Just give you a... Uh, just give you a little insight into what you're buying. Uh, 10,000 square feet. It was built in 2013. Um, it's got 200 year old. It's got a 200 year old farmhouse oak beams. 200 year old farmhouse oak beams that are um, well, they're expensive. Okay, and and I was going to say clay roof tiles were imported from France. I thought the beams were imported from France, but apparently it's uh, it's the roof tiles imported from France. Now the reason I bring this up, by the way, the price tag is just over six million dollars is I'm a little surprised that Chris Paul is giving this up because I thought I always thought the whole idea was that you wanted to relocate to Texas because there was no state income tax. Now, I'm sure the property tax on a, on a mansion like that is pretty hefty, but I'm a bit shocked that he's giving it up because I thought he might retire down in Houston. If you had a house like that, why wouldn't you retire that? Just keep the house, rent it out to somebody playing for the Rockets, um, especially if you can't get what you're getting now, play here in Oklahoma City, go finish out that contract, and then go retire at that place. Um, I, that's what I'd do if I was Chris Paul. I'd be ridding it out to somebody on the Rockets or the Texans and then be planning that as my retire home. But hey, I'm not going to tell Chris Paul what to do for the exception of just come here and make yourself valuable to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That wraps up today. want to put in a plug for the folks at Locked on Pelicans. They'll have the latest on Darius Miller. I'm Eric G. We'll be back on Saturday. And until then, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody. Peace, love, and thunder up. 
And don't forget to check us out on Thunder Mania. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.